Uh, what's going on? Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast. Uh, we are back after an extended hiatus. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Tyler. Uh, episode 160 something. Uh, yeah, man, we're back. You celebrated her birthday? Yeah. How was it? Yeah, busy, unfortunately. So most of my celebration was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Never I got some it. cool gifts, so that was fun. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, let's get right into it, man. Let's do football first because I got a ton of basketball topics we can get to. Yeah, we're, we're kind of getting, what do we got, three weeks left of football? Yeah. So we're starting to get an idea of uh, – so we're starting to get a better idea of the teams, I think. Yeah, and, and now it seems like the matchups are getting a little bit – because we know who's going to be where the matchups are kind of whack because it's like, all right, this is a team that we know is going to be in the playoffs and a team we know is not going to be in the playoffs. You know? Yeah, a lot of that just depends on the divisions because, like, the Cowboys are a lock. Yeah. But then Arizona and San Francisco, you, you, whichever one of those teams plays better, like – they're going to have to battle the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Chiefs pulled out a big one last night. Yeah, crazy game. Crazy game. Uh, what did you see in that game? What do you think? This was – it's funny because coming into the game, like if we had talked about it before, the talk would have been how different the Chiefs look. Mm-hmm. Because it's not really Mahomes eating. It's a lot lower scoring, very, uh, like, down to the last couple plays. Yep, yep. And this game was kind of back to the way they used to play, which was capitalizing with the weapons, and mismatches all over the field. Mahomes is doing incredible shit. Yeah. So it's, it was nice to watch. His record for longest pass, too, to um, Kelsey, right? I think or maybe so. it was his – him and Kelsey's longest pass. Yeah, yes. maybe, but that that was the biggest takeaway was for me that how well Tyreek and Kelsey played. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I knew Mahomes could give you big games. He he had good performances even in the struggles they had. Right. Defense has stepped up for almost half the year now, so you know they're they're pretty serious. Mm-hmm. It was Hill and Kelsey who were disappearing often or not having a big impact, or just dropping passes. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing, seeing them kind of back to being these top-tier weapons where I'm like, holy shit, you know, that you got to worry about it the, every play. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was good to watch. Their, office, their offense looked uh, top-notch again, finally. Yes. It's been yeah. a while since we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, on a consistent note, like, throughout the full game. A lot of times, there was some games they'd have a really good quarter and then stink it up yeah. the rest of the night. So, this was nice seeing a full, complete game from them again. Yeah, I mean, and as far as the Chargers go, mm-hmm. I like them, but they're clearly still figuring out how to win. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they just they're look so young. St- yeah, but they're taking huge steps from last year to me, which is really all I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
they look like a you know really good rebuild team. Yeah, that's like close. It, yeah, they may get a fire free agent out of nowhere and just take it up a notch really fast. I could see I could see what Arizona just did. Mm-hmm. I could see them having that kind of like year to year turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. Okay. Who who else? Where are we going? Well, uh, before I get into the, the team I really wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm happy that situation at least resolved itself. Yeah, I am too. Uh, we, we talk about dudes get deserving getting fired and punished for whatever. I mean, this yeah. guy, this guy, it was beyond time for him to go. <laughs> and do you think that he, what do you think the problem was there? Like, honestly, he's not a, obviously he's not a bad football mind. Right. So like what happened? Yeah. It's, it's one of those, he makes, there's this stereotype. I think that college coaches can't transition to the pros a lot of the time. Right. And that stereotype is, is a stereotype because of shit like this. Right. Because this is a guy who, in college, he was he excelled at having all control, all decisions, everything kind of went through him. To now, you gotta like maneuver and manage things. Yep. And I mean, as a coach, this is the biggest thing. As a coach, you want guys to get better, right? I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been trash all year, <laughs> right? You can he's make someone a that no one else thinks is trash. Exactly. And you can make a legitimate case that he got worse over the course of the year. Yeah. I mean, you didn't make anybody better. There's constant controversy. There's all, like, you have no leadership, like, ability from the, the <laughs> all these controversies. Right. There was no bounce yeah. back from any of the controversies. Yeah, and we didn't really talk about the only one we talked about was the, the most egregious one to me, which was the, the video and him not flying back with the team. Yeah. But again, like when a coach doesn't fly back with the team, that to me is, is just bizarre. Him kicking the kicker. Yeah. I mean, that's the fact that that's the last straw is like, it's funny to me because yeah. all this other stuff was just as fireable as this shit. But that one probably voids some stuff in his contract. Because if you fire, you can't fire someone just for having a bad record and not pay him. But if he, you know, I guess on paper assaults a player, then he probably loses all his guaranteed money. You know, what's funny is it proves my point that he he didn't make anybody better because that coaching (laughs) style didn't make the kicker better. He got cut. Like, he couldn't make any kicks regardless. Right. Right. Oh, man. I, I feel bad for, I mean, you know, I've never met a Jacksonville fan, but, man, that's a bottom-tier organization to root for right now. They should leave Jacksonville, honestly. They no question. find another city. I don't think – I'm pretty sure most – if you ask – if you do a survey in Jacksonville, I'm sure a lot of people will be like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and in Miami and Tampa – and now, because I live in Florida, I see this even more. Miami and Tampa's fans are just unbreakable. Like, no one's ever going to become a Jacksonville fan. 
if they're yeah. not already from down here. So I don't know, man. I think Florida, like while I do like the idea of moving them, mm-hmm. Florida's a good state to tough it out in, I think. It oh, for sure. Because yeah. if if they do figure it out, which obviously they got a long road, but again, Florida's a very loyal, very exciting fan base, very exciting yeah. state. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, and to your point earlier with the college uh, stereotype, I heard a stat. I think it was only four coaches got fired in their first year before the season was over. First year coaches, and three of them were coll- came from college. Three out of the four. Mm. So, and he's, I want I think he would be the fourth out of the fifth. And like the, he'll be the fourth out of the five. So you hear the other thing with him, uh, him having like the coaches meeting <laughs> and he's calling out like, yo, you got to prove your resume <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, dude, you hired these people. What do you mean? <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, my. It, it just became funny to me. And I'm like, dude, how do you you're a joke if you don't fire him at this point? And a lot of the big thing about college to professional in all sports is that coming from a school to a business is two completely different entirely things. different things yeah writing someone's you know signing someone's scholarship versus signing somebody's like well-being like their check their way yes. of life is different it's a lot yeah, different, so. dealing with adults versus you know essentially still kids is it's completely different yeah some of which get paid more than you do so exactly yeah all right good old is he gonna coach again no at all no after this again like if you just came to jacksonville and y'all sucked well first of all you wouldn't have got fired if your record was exactly the same and we never heard about you right again like it's nothing about football why you got fired you you ruined your character with all this nonsense. Even signing Tebow was really bad on his character. Signing Tebow, the the coach who was like in trouble right before, who he had to yeah. fire immediately. The yeah. all this stuff this past week, the the dumb shit in the bar. Again, not traveling back with the team. I don't know if that's a thing in any sport. Seriously, I don't, I don't think, think in any sport the coach travels with the team and then doesn't travel with them back. At yeah. any age group, any sport. Right. But Urban Meyer right. got it. What? <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm laughing at it because, like, to me, he's done. He'll get another college job. It'll be a good school. That's... Oh, It'll be like a... <laughs> It would be like a, a school that has good years, but like isn't always top notch, like maybe a USC or something like that. I mean, obviously Again, not USC, but something like but that. But this is different. Like to me, I'm trying to think of a, a comparable situation and nothing really comes to mind. Like, have we ever seen a coach be in this <laughs> position before? No. Right? Like, you go from a Hall of Fame college coach to a complete failure in the NFL to now 
you don't belong as a coach to me. <laughs> don't he's, so, he's gonna get a job. He has to. Again, like a lot of these other situations, either the 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 point of the issue is like kind of messy or not clear, like with maybe Patino. Mm-hmm. But again, with Patino, like I don't doubt that he's making players better. Right. With yeah. this guy, anyway. I mean, I don't think so. But like you said, he could get another chance. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to an Iona game this year, by the way. So I like it. So got to got to see it. Um. All right, the Bills. Let's go to the Bills. What is their record now? Do you know? Seven and six. Seven and six. Okay. I've watched their past back-to-back losses to the this last week to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. The week before. Uh, I'm sure you've heard if you didn't see the Monday night game, very mm-hmm. big deal. Belichick's return to greatness, mm-hmm. uh, the, the crazy weather game, but yeah, it really wasn't that crazy. It was just really windy. Yeah. was the conditions weren't like, it wasn't hailing or raining like crazy, but right. <sighs> I'm starting to question the hype around Josh Allen. <laughs> finally finally i've always i've had a problem with it for years now because <laughs> last year i had no questions and this year like you've you've been skeptical for a long time <laughs> yeah. and i kept like i kept looking at him and thinking like there's no way like he can make all the throws that any of the other guys can make he can make some of the lamar plays mm-hmm. mahomes yeah and, and I'm thinking, like, Mahomes, he's got Rodgers, he's got Lamar. Who doesn't he have? Tom Brady. Yeah. There's no Tom Brady to his game. The winning element? The, the <laughs> consistency. Mm, okay. The yeah. control of the game. It's yeah. funny. I, I don't know where I saw this, but um, you talk about, like, Mac Jones, for example, the team they lost to, threw the ball three times. Mm-hmm. And all year, the knock on Mac Jones is he's just kind of executing. All, he's a game manager. Yeah. And, okay, maybe Mac Jones, by the way, playing spectacular. Maybe mm-hmm. he's a game manager. I wish Josh Allen could manage a fucking game. <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, the yeah. other quarterback is not playing with his three throws. Right. Buffalo still, Buffalo's still in the wind is like, Josh. Go go off 30, 30 throws. Mm-hmm. Not not one time did I see him understand the game where maybe I shouldn't throw rockets out down the field. Maybe I should take short passes. Yeah, when the wind is as crazy as it is. Right. I mean, he's flinging the ball all over the place, inaccurate as hell, bad decisions, and then the broadcast. The game is so bad. The broadcast exposes him at the end. What do you say? Because it goes, it goes third and 15, fourth and 15. They turn it over. Uh-huh. Third and 15, he doesn't see his Stefan Diggs, the, the go-to guy. The guy right. who practically made him. Mm-hmm. Like, he seriously, he doesn't see the go-to guy, runs around, makes an awful throw. The throw gets batted down. Mm-hmm. Next play, he does the same thing again. He misses uh, – 
the guy from the Cowboys, the Cole Beasley, wide Beasley. open, uh-huh. debatably his second best option. Mm-hmm. He misses him wide open, goes to the guy behind him, and Cole Beasley's man gets to just bat it down. Mm-hmm. And the broadcast both times is showing the replay, stopping the play while the guys are wide open and like zooming in on the fact that he's <laughs> missing them. <laughs> like, yeah, Josh, you're taking off and your eyes are on the floor to the point that you're not even looking at your best weapons. Your two best weapons on the field, probably. I mean, again, I was shocked. And that to me was the first time I'm looking at him. I'm like, dude, he's got all the tools to dominate this game, but he has none of the intangibles that the Tom Brady's had, the Drew Brees, the the Peyton Mannings. Yeah. Just deliver the ball where it's supposed to go. Even the Mac Jones. Yeah. And see, I don't even think, you know, a lot of those quarterbacks you named make their receivers better because they just hit the guys that are open. Like that's how you get the guys like Evans, who isn't really a go-to guy, but Brady finds him and you can squint your eyes and see, man, is he the go-to guy? No, it's just Brady hooks him up every single time. Or um, Mahomes, uh, who was it? Hardman? Was it Hardman they had? Yeah, McCole Hardman. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't a go-to guy for them at all. He's like the fourth option. But there's some games where he goes crazy because, you know, Pat finds him. Yep. Josh never does that. Never. (laughs) You never see where it's like, oh, he made this guy have a good game. No, it's just like it's Beasley or Diggs or we lose the game. <laughs> yeah, man. The frustrating thing, again, like the the conditions are not to throw. Right. And the Buffalo says, we're going <laughs> to Kansas City our way through this game. <laughs> Launch. Buffalo. Right. Like anybody who's been to Buffalo, holy shit, it's cold there. Yep. And, and they and they they've built their and this is and this is the lesson I learned from this past weekend is they've built their team to beat Kansas City, which they did, mm-hmm. to beat um all the like the exciting power like powerful offenses. Yeah. Can't beat the discipline teams. Right. And that's why they're struggling. There's no discipline from their quarterback. Yep, and if you have a really good cornerback that is in Diggs's jot all night, you can shut you can shut um, Josh Allen down. Because when Josh Allen throws to other people, they look surprised that they're even getting the ball, dude. And you know what killed me also is I left the broadcast on after the the Tampa Bay game. Yeah, and I saw that their po- they kind of played the, some of their post game interview comments. Yeah. Bro, they're talking about they're talking about like how it's a moral victory, how <laughs> like we did good, like trying to put a positive spin on the fact that they were getting blown the fuck out and made a fluke comeback to still lose. Yeah, it's terrible. Like man. you got embarrassed last week. And you came into this game and practically got cooked before it even mattered. I I don't understand the 
blind support that Josh Allen gets. I dude, it's it's time to open some fucking eyes. I'll tell you uh, that. And they're, I mean, this season they've been throwing um, Baker under the bus so easily. Right. Right. And I don't even think. I mean, I don't think Baker is even to blame for some of the stuff that they act like he is. But I mean, with Josh, it's expect- just like. The difference for me, my expectations of Baker are completely different. Yeah, they are. And it's, and even the, I mean, even the media's expectations seem like they're different too. Like they don't expect Baker to be the best quarterback in the league. No one has ever said that. But people say that about Josh Allen. So. I know. That's, and I think that's the problem. As I said, he's compared to all the current goats. Right. All the he current should, elite guys, because he, he can should be being do the things they can do. The Baker level guys. And again, like this, this, this New England game, you throw the ball thirty times, you don't run once. Did they not run at all? I, they ran a couple times. Oh. Josh Allen didn't get a fucking carry. Oh, he didn't run. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. The dumbest, like again, Josh Allen, who's the, the biggest threat as a runner to me that I've seen from them, mm-hmm. doesn't get a fucking carry. No, I mean, not. New England, New England, it is showing you the blueprint. Yeah, and you're still trying to be Kansas City, even though you're not them either. Right, and the, <sighs> the difference between Mahomes and him is Mahomes makes something happen, even if he has nothing, and Josh yeah. doesn't. He makes it happen for the other team, maybe. And I'm sitting there that first half of the Tampa Bay game. I'm like, dude, Buffalo's not a top tier AFC team. There's no like, there's no fear that I have that they could beat the elite AFC teams. No, nah, me either. Me either. Nope. Okay. Any other uh, NFL we have? Um, I mean. It's, it's, I mean, we'll touch on it in basketball, I'm sure, but COVID's hitting some teams hard right now. COVID is going crazy, man. And the, the thing is, with the NBA specifically, I don't understand when they say guys are in the health and safety protocol, does that mean that they tested positive or does that mean that they were exposed to someone who tested positive? I think they were exposed. Okay. Because, like, Westbrook just entered protocol and he – came out i think either the same day or like the next day oh gotcha okay so i think especially with vaccinated guys i'm assuming it's just like oh you've been exposed we got to make sure you're good and then you could get back to normal life right yeah i know the vaccinated guys for sure get a shorter time even if they even if they do have it i think they get a shorter um yeah 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 man I mean, the NBA, I can't believe they're canceling games. I mean, I can't believe they're at that point where they got to cancel games because of so yeah, many I mean, incidents. Teams are just – teams are going from a full roster to not enough. Again, I, I didn't think it would be this quick. I can't believe the Bulls. I mean, everybody on the team. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Some other I mean, we could really start close. Brooklyn. Brooklyn's showing us how desperate uh, – COVID's making teams if you want to start there. <laughs> Brooklyn is soft, man. There's a lot of things to discuss about Brooklyn right now. Is Sean Marks still there? 
Who's their GM now? I, I couldn't tell you the names of their management, but it's not doing a very good job. I do agree with that. How soft do you have to be to quote unquote put your foot down to say uh, we want Kyrie all the way present or not present at all? And then say, turn around and say, well, actually, he can play in the away games, which we we've known the entire season. Like we knew that he could do that the entire season. I know. Um, and I guess that was on the on the table before. And the Nets took that off the table, so don't worry about it, just stay home. And I don't how many of their guys even are, are in um COVID? Just Harden, I thought, right? Well, no, they're missing a lot of people because their rosters the last couple of games has been like just guys I've never heard of. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't even Blake know were out. on the team. Bleak went out. Bruce Brown went out, I think. Um, and then I know they got Harden. Did they get Millsap too, maybe? I just, I just know they went into their last couple games with like eight total players. Mm, okay. So either way, I'm not sure like who exactly has it or who's in protocol, but they're missing a lot of people. I'm – I'm sure some of the guys are from, like, regular injuries. So, do you think this Kyrie thing is permanent? Like, for the rest of the season, they're going to do this? Or do you think they just need it until everybody gets back from COVID? It's actually interesting, a very interesting situation. Yeah. Because if they if they play it like they're saying they will, which is like, okay, in a month, if all our guys are good, Kyrie's out again. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of a ballsy move to me. I agree. Because then you brought in Kyrie like what the fucking Lakers are pretty much doing with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And like I, I actually a, think oh, – go ahead. I just think you're bringing a Kyrie in like a fill-in-the-roster guy. If you actually are doing that, you kind of limit his nonsense, even if it's there. Right. And I actually think that they legally have to do that. Um, because, like, there's rules. You can't just pick up guys if you already have somebody on the roster that's just not playing. I, I would I mean? assume so, yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe they, the league wouldn't even let them go get guys to fill in the spot, so they had to activate Kyrie. Maybe. I don't know maybe. that for a fact. If, but, if that's the case, though, then I completely understand this, yeah. them doing this. Right, and they probably wouldn't tell us that if that is the that is but the it's truth. It's hard because... to imagine. Like, it's hard to imagine that they can't just go and sign a G League guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know, it, you only get so many of them because that's why the Bulls started having the um, forfeit games. You know. Yeah, I they guess had, maybe like, that seven guys they could have went with, but. Maybe I'd look at free agents more. Maybe that would make a little more sense, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I'm it's, sure. it's a weird it's a weird situation because, again, guys, like, are going out for brief periods of time. Mm-hmm. So you can't, like, completely blow up the roster or adjust as well as you maybe need to be able to. Right. So. See, I, I think the best they would even be able to do is 10-day. Like multiple 10 day contracts, which I don't think they get 
I don't think you get more than like two of those. Yeah, so I think I, two. Yeah, so I think it's just a lot of um, league rules why this Kyrie thing is probably has to happen. But you're right. If it is something where he just comes in as a ringer for the COVID guys, what do we do next? Like when everybody's back, does he sit again? Or do and, they just bench him or where... what? That's where the difficulty is because obviously the fan base is going to be against that, especially if he plays well, which I'm assuming he will. And who asked who for this to happen, I wonder? Did they call him and say, hey, Kyrie, we need you because we don't want to forfeit games? Did Kyrie contact them and say, hey, you know, I see what's going on. I I can come. I can do the away games. Like, it's cool. I'm cool. Because I – it seemed like in the beginning it was also kind of a back and forth on whether Kyrie even wanted to play half the games. Cause like it was never yeah. clear Kyrie saying, I definitely want to play half the games and they're m- making me not play half the games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't it's know. Strange. I just think there, there's going to be pressure on them to not give, like throw him back out of the lineup. Yeah. But if they fight through that, if Nash says no at one point, he's, you know, we're good, mm-hmm. then uh, I'll respect the Nets a lot more if that's the case. If that happens, I think we're going to – I think that tells us a lot more about their relationship with Kyrie in general. Because if they do that, I don't see how Kyrie stays in that next year. Like, I, I don't think it's possible. Like, if they say, hey, I, I'm good – like we'll we'll just figure it out. You stay home, Kyrie. Like there's no way Kyrie comes back after that. But yeah, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. So Kyrie is back. He's gonna play away games. Hooray! Let me ask you this. I saw something on Twitter. I don't remember the guy's name, but he said that Kevin Durant will be remembered as a net. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that threw me off because it's just such a funny, nonsensical take. Uh, How do you feel about it? You okay, first nonsense? of all, first of all, you have to take the assumption that that KD still has a long career left. Right. Like, is he doing what LeBron is doing, or? You know, or what any of the guys who lasted a long time do, like he's he's injury, he's fairly injury prone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's yeah. not really like a body managing like maestro, right? Not really known for taking care of his body, being healthy, right? So again, I, I'm, that's already a, you're starting off the premise with a skeptical like belief of something right. or prediction of something. Right. Um, and I mean, the other point is the other point is if I let you go, I mean, Jesus, the recency bias, look, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to dispute that KD is KD is somehow in a week and a half taken the lead for MVP from Steph. Which is bizarre. Cause only it one is. of them broke a record this year. It is, but like, yeah, it's it makes no sense. Like if you think about how this season has gone on, yeah, 
But again, you look at the reality of it, just how this, his crazy production, they're winning, they're pl- the, the other parts of the team are trash. Mm-hmm. You know, the lineups are different, whatever. But again, is he going to be remembered a net for, a, for what? Like, maybe in three years, if he's still a fucking Met, we could talk about it. If Katie wins MVP, Patty Mills should be a lock for six man of the year, in my opinion. Because Patty Mills is like, if Katie has the biggest suitcase carrying the team, Patty definitely has all the carry ons on his back. Yeah. You know, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how many teams really had an interest in Patty Mills. Because honestly, any team that could have got him and didn't try, like, that's disappointing to me. They can't be sleeping well. They can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would have liked to seen over the summer, like, Patty Mills available and list of interested teams, just literally yeah. every team that's looking for free agents. <laughs> it should have been every single team, yeah. Literally, yeah. But, because he's like, been great. I've seen games where Katie has a good game, but Patty still, like, saves the day. Like, it's like, yeah, KD has 50, but Patty's 18 with, like, 12 in the fourth quarter won the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, so man, Patty's, like, Patty's impact, like, his more limited, much more limited impact carries so much more momentum a lot of the time. Yeah. Because KD can run up and down and just get buckets and then not have anything to do with winning the game. That's why his plus and minus is so trash most of the time. Yeah, but KD, again, I'm not going to dispute his last two weeks. He's been his incredible. He's been great. They've been great. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of inferior competition, you know. I don't, yeah. I don't see too many signature wins. Yeah, I mean, they're but, going, like, to the – going to crunch time with Detroit and – Indiana. In like, Indiana, like, you know. Indiana close game like going into entering the full-blown rebuild. Yeah, yeah. That, Going, it being a close game going into the fourth quarter with those guys and Durant pulling it out is not all that impressive to me, unfortunately. Yeah, and, <laughs> but, and with, no, with it, the guys they're missing, like, Durant yeah. has to play the way he's been playing. No, he does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for who he is, for the kind of player he is, he has to. Like, yeah. LeBron could do that and have 25 a game and average a triple-double and then win games like that. And it just won't be him getting 50 every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the other problem, like, the Nets, to me, have two major problems moving forward that they Mm -hmm. need to watch. Mm -hmm. The first one to stick with KD is, like, you don't want want KD to put you in the backpack for two-thirds of the year. Right. He's going to wear out. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to have to go up against uh, Giannis, potentially, Jimmy Butler, potentially, Jason Tatum, potentially. Yeah. All guys that are potent- could potentially dominate, he's going to have to, you know, be ready for. Yeah. Any guy, the guys that him- you have to be aware on defense the whole night, like DeRozan, you know, DeRozan fouls guys out all the time. Right. Uh, you know, he, and, I mean, he's much lesser, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, man, I, I just think again, KD's not this, he's not this carry that every aspect of the team for like a full year. He's never done that successfully. That's 
That's the key word, successfully. Right. Because he'll do it. But yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he got MVP at all. No, oh, yeah, me either. Yeah. But then I wouldn't be surprised if they got upset in the first round also. Right. Yeah. But the other problem, before we move off the Nets, and, <clears throat> and it's hard to remember this because Harden's been out for a little while. Yeah. But we're a quarter of the way through the season now. And James Harden has been trash. <laughs> yeah. He's been barely uh, barely a good player at this point. That's a good way to put it, actually. I like that. <laughs> it's crazy He's a good player, me. but not by much. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to me because the first, like, 10, 15 games, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And I'm like, dude, it has to be the the hamstring. Mm-hmm. Like he's not beating people. He, he doesn't have the same lift on shots, on even floaters, on drives. Yeah. And and then like and then the next ten games straight, like fifteen to twenty five. I'm like, okay, the burst is there. He's he's blowing past people. Mm-hmm. But guys are like still there. They're recovering on him. Yeah. Guys aren't fouling him as much. And he's trying. He's still trying to, to get free throws. Yeah. And he's and we've seen games. Yeah, we've seen the some of the bad defensive teams have given him like 15 to 20 still. Yeah. But the step back three now is less open than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Again, guys are there on his drives. He's not similar to Russ, you're not dominating with 13 assists when you have six turnovers. Right. You're not, that's your assists don't matter to me. Harden had, I think he's had like three, 10 turnover games already this year. I mean, him and Russ, just the, the stupidity and laziness of their turnovers. Right. It was never, when, never will cease to amaze me. It was different when Harden was on Houston and Russ was on OKC or, I mean, he didn't oh, really no question. have yeah. bad turnovers in, in D.C. that much. But it's different there when you don't have two all-stars on the team with you. Like, how do you keep throwing bad passes when you have guys who – like, Westbrook – honestly, Westbrook should never have a turnover on the Lakers. Like, if we're being honest, there is no reason to turn the ball over on the Lakers. First of all, first of all, I gotta correct you. He had a, an insane amount of bad turnovers <laughs> with the Wizards. But he went aver- was he, he averaging like five or six, like he normally does? Yes, because he's <laughs> a notorious, like dumb decision maker. He is. He and is. I don't know what, if he's seeing it, if he's just beaming like the random passes off the top. But back to Harden, not to get too distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thing about Harden for me is I'm watching a quarter of the season, he can't get layups. No, he can't. The best or shooting dunks. guard in the league can't get layups. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, this is a guy who we know is going to – his shooting percentages are going to sink in the playoffs. And he mm-hmm. already can't – he now – he couldn't really get easy baskets that well before. Right. Now he's, like, busting his ass to get easy baskets. Like, it's Jesus like John Christ. Salmons out there. 
And he's still like, he's not a scrub. Don't get me wrong. He's obviously not a scrub. No, he's because not scrub. he's shown he's shown with some of the big scoring games, he's shown that he has a really good floater. Yeah, but man, like floaters are not high percentage shots. Your step back threes have never been high percentage shots. No, the two ways you got high percentage shots were free throws and layups. Two things. Yeah. Two things, watching a quarter of the season, I know you're not getting in the playoffs. Yeah. So now I'm like, Jesus, KD really is going to have to do this the whole year. You know, the other thing is, because KD is a scoring machine, he can take the ball and just go. You know, I I always compare him to Iverson. He can take the ball and just go and just play basketball, right? Because he's a basketball player and he's a scoring machine. That's his game. But he's got the size to do it, too. He's got this, and yeah, definitely got the size to do it. And the thing is, he just doesn't mind getting the ball every single time down court. Like you can see it, he's cool with just coming and taking every shot in a in a quarter. I mean, it's some people just sure. aren't okay with that, but he definitely is okay with it if he has to. Harden, on the other hand, this roster has moved further and further away from like his playing style. They got guys like Bembry out there, LaMarcus Aldridge, who can't – Bembry can't spot up at the three-point line at all. James Johnson cannot spot up at the three-point line. You know, he may make one out of six of those every once in a while. Then you got Aldridge who can't catch the lobs. Aldridge's screens are kind of soft. You know, he doesn't roll quickly to the basket. And that puts Harden out of his comfort zone because Harden's used to the guy – the leapers rolling to the basket the capellas um who was the center in houston when he left though i don't even, I don't even remember but oh wood know, he had, had those guys he had dwight at a time oh christian wood but he was hurt for some of the games i think yeah you know he had dwight for a while he's used to that stuff ibaka even way back then and then he had pj tucker in the corner all house in the corner, all these guys in the corner, and you got these guys who can't shoot in the corner for the Nets. It throws off Harden's entire game. And I, I'm not saying Harden's not a good play. He's a good enough player that he should adjust. But you can see where his floater sucks because his floater used to be cool because he used to they used to back up worrying he was going to throw the little. Uh, and he was wide open. His floaters used to be wide open. They're not anymore. Exactly. They used to be wide the open because that there. vertical, that off-vert lob threat he used exactly. to have. Exactly, exactly. That's completely gone. And now Aldridge, I mean, I'm leaving. You're going to throw it over my head to Aldridge? Go <laughs> ahead. can't I'll, jump anybody. Don't worry, I'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> Coach, exactly. Don't worry about it, I'll get there. Yeah, and like <laughs> off-vert lobs have never really been Blake's game. I mean, he can catch him, but he's not an off-vert guy. No step. That's not Blake's game. No, yeah. And then they don't even really use Blake down low. On the- yeah, and, and Claxton can't give him, like, the, the full-time minutes that, no, you know, right. a Capella could. Claxton, like, gets one every game, and that's it. So then Harden, like you said, Harden's floaters are not open. And the floaters aren't open because everyone is clogging the lane when he drives because he's – who is he kicking it out to? There's no – Bimbry? No. no. <laughs> I saw Bimbry – Airball two threes in the same game a couple weeks ago. So it's like, 
in in my your point leads me to to kind of another realization with Harden. Mm-hmm. A quarter of the season, I've seen everybody in the, on that Nets team make an adjustment to either things they're missing or like changes in their play style. Yeah, except the guy in question. Exactly. I've seen KD look to feed his teammates more. Not not every night, but certain <laughs> nights. Yeah, every once in a I've while. I've seen yeah. KD. No, seriously, I've seen KD play better defense a lot of nights. Uh, he definitely played better defense this year. Yeah, he's again. He's taken more of the the create everything like role. Yeah, and he's making that effort to make it work. Mm-hmm. I've seen the guys who, like you said, aren't spot up shooters. I've seen those guys sit in corners and make shots. Yeah, uh, Bruce Brown, Bembry. I've seen those guys do it. Aldridge has has fit their play style. Mm-hmm. He rolls to space. He spaces the floor for uh, KD and Harden, and he's a high IQ big because he's been around forever. Right. I mean, I can go down the list of all their guys. Patty Mills hasn't really had to adjust because his game is such so team inclusive. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to do that, but everybody else has done something, has made a slight change except Harden. Except Harden. Harden has not adjusted to this roster at all. And it's, sh- it's showing. It, that's why he's struggling. Mm-hmm. That's why for every great performance he has, he has a fucking disgusting game with ten turnovers and awful shooting. Yep, sub twenty point games. Yeah, I mean, when just like how do you live with yourself having eighteen points, eleven assists, and nine turnovers? <laughs> like I I, I'm, if I'm considered a top tier shooting guard, if, forget best, because to me that ship is quickly sailing. Yeah, it's sale. I so, mean, geez, there's uh, there's like six guys off the top of my head who I'll take over Harden right now. Mm-hmm. But you're not changing your game. You're not fitting the team. You're still playing the same way. Yep. The same way. You're not getting calls, and you're still trying to draw fouls the exact same way. Yeah. They changed the rules so you can't do the same shit you're still doing it. That's the big, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. And that's the problem right there. And that's to me, that's why it doesn't really like people are getting excited about the Nets winning a lot, but even before the COVID stuff. So. Yeah. I'm not excited what, about it. What roster with Kevin Durant wouldn't win a lot. And the thing is, man, how they win again, like I said, with, with Durant playing one on five, for a lot of the game, not all the game, but for a lot of the game, I'm not worried. I don't think even teams in the all. East are worried about it. I, really I wouldn't be. Because team, a lot of the teams in the East are too complete for that. Yeah, he's going to do that four games in a row, and two of them Kyrie can't play in. No, I'm cool. Yeah, he has to win one in Brooklyn. And, and again, in a playoff it. series, like it's easy in the regular season to throw in Kyrie, especially yeah. when you're missing people. It's it's yeah. an entirely different situation to do that in a playoff matchup. Right. Because you're fucking up Patty Mills. You're fucking up the whole guard rotation just to – it's a, a whole other mess to me. And now with the Omicron virus. Right. Kyrie's not coming back this season. <laughs> Like the the mandate is not getting lifted. 
So first of all, he's it's around Christmas and New Year. What is he's not visiting family? He's not he's gonna be on isolation. <laughs> he's gonna be in COVID protocols within the two the couple weeks. He skipped a game for a birthday party. Of course he's That's missing they, exactly. <laughs> of course he's going exactly. for Christmas. Yeah. This guy. Same guy who he, I remember around that time he took like a, a mental break or whatever. And yeah. we caught him fucking at a birthday party. Yep. So yep. it's Nets are in trouble, man. They're they're in a tough spot. Yeah. All right. Let's see what I have on my oh. the Knicks. Ah, your Knicks. Interesting topic. We've decided to... Tom Thibodeau has decided to bench Kimba Walker. Um, uh, for, hold up, hold up. Before you give me now, we've seen a, a small sample size of that. What was your immediate reaction to, like, the day of it was... It was breaking news how he was out of the rotation. <laughs> I didn't believe it was permanent. I'll say that. I was thinking, okay. I was thinking, okay, Thibodeau's trying to light a little spark in Kimba, saying like, yo, Kimba, you got to step up. If you don't play good, you know, this is what it's going to be. Cool. I was like, okay, I, I can see this. I can see Kimba coming out of this, you know, with a chip on his shoulder, having something to prove, and Kimba going crazy in the next, you know, in the games whenever we put him back in there, right? Then um, Thibodeau came out with another statement about uh, him having to do what's right for the team. And then Kimba had a statement saying, you know, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, if he thinks that's what's best for the team and I get it, that moment I knew we were in for a disaster. Because once Kimba gave up on it, and I've been there, but I like I've been there as a player too. Once I was, once you're through with the situation, man, I knew that the whole team was gonna start sinking into the into the abyss. Because like, team is pretty, you know, has some good players, but the reason we brought. The reason Kimba was important was for his leadership, was for having a guard that can score by himself, having it, you know, New York's finest. We throw all of that away. And now we start Alec Burks. This is not good. We suck. I think we're like, what's your last? Give me your last 10 games. What's your record the last 10 games? I think it's like two and eight. Oh. <laughs> it probably isn't even that good. No Three way, y'all have one tonight. Three and seven in your last ten. Just again, just to have an an idea of how they're slipping. And I believe they were eleven and eleven and seven with Kimba. Something like that. This was a tough man, like. I feel like I had a different view of this situation, like the first several days. I think it was 10 and seven. Because initially, initially when they first started losing, 
it was a defensive like slip. Yeah. Like they were still playing the same, same lineups, but the defense was a little bit worse than it was early in the year. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting in these shootouts. You never really, the Knicks are never really built for shootouts. No. Um, even though they're capable of winning them, but mm-hmm. again, on the surface, I'm looking at it. The team is struggling to defend. Tom Thibodeau makes this kind of grand move. And I'm like, I, I, I get it. Like Kemba's been very inconsistent for yeah. an extended period of time now. Mm-hmm. I watched, I can't remember who it was, but they had a random game early in the year where Kemba was just an awful. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't a game we talked about because the matchup was pretty ra- random and I only caught like a quarter and a half of it, but uh, he just, he couldn't get open. He couldn't make a shot. I think I know what he, you're talking about. Cause I, I couldn't really defend. It might've been the Raptors might've played the Raptors or somebody, somebody who I didn't care about. Yeah. Um, so again, he benches Kemba and I'm like, I understand another couple days go by and I'm, the team is losing more. I'm thinking Kemba is a locker room leader. Yeah. Kemba is an on the court leader. Yes. Kemba is a, like, he's a chemistry razor. If, if that's even a word. Yes. Yeah. And the, the thing is, even if he's struggling, when, when teammates buy into a guy that heavy, like, you can't – the solution can't be to give up. Kim is a dude who can go one for eight and still be plus 12 and plus and minus. A hundred percent. And it's not really like – again, I, I wouldn't – I understand benching him over him playing poorly or him being the source of why the team is struggling. Yeah. But giving up on him is, is the bad look in this situation. Exactly. So we're, we're on the exact same page. That's the yeah. same thing I was I was thinking. That's when I realized I'm like, oh, we're, this is getting bad. This is gonna be bad. As soon as they both sides, Kimba and the coach, gave up on the situation. Yeah, that I was, was like, the yeah, thing. This is, that was this the is thing the where way. it came, it went, the team is moving forward. It's looking like it's the wrong decision, but it's had no like no negative impact on the team, which which is kind of credit to their culture. Yeah. But then at a certain point, like, you made the wrong decision. You can't just stick with it. Like, it's working. It's not. You're losing games. Julius Randle, man. Uh, I think I think that Kimba was a good pickup, but he's not big enough to stop Julius Randle from playing how he does. And I don't know. I'm not saying Julius Randle, like, isn't good. But the stuff that Julius Randle does is not winning formula status. Like Julius Randle can get 30, but maybe only 20 of those points like are really helping us. Like he's clearly the best rebounder on our roster. Is that a fact? Yeah. One of the best rebounders in the league. Yeah. He should not take four threes a game. He should not be taking four threes a game. The the more elite of a scorer he's become, the less I see him getting putbacks. Exactly. And we just talked about Miles Turner. Well, me and you did. Miles Turner, similar – like, their numbers on paper are very similar other than the blocks. But, like, the rebounds, 
the assists, the amount of threes they take. And we call Miles Turner trash. But just because Randall scores more points, no, he's playing like trash. That's not like his – and I'm not saying he's not playing well as far as production, but how he's playing is not helping us win. So – and the thing is, I thought when Kimba got there, they would share, they'd go back and forth. But then some of those closed games that were on television, Kimba would be out there asking for the ball, and Randall's taking a three like four feet away from him. And they're, you know, they're running into each other. It was just, it was, yeah, bad, it was you're right. You're right. And I think like Randall needing to play more, um, more efficiently. Like that's a yeah. fixable problem to me. I think it is too. I just don't know why it hasn't this been is, fixed. This is what, where you lose me completely. Cause again, it, it, Kemba's been like even all of last year, he was very inconsistent. So just looking back to when I noticed him struggling last year, I could see the scenario of him needing to be benched. You're right. Yeah. This is where you lose me. Kemba gets benched. The solution is start Alec Burks at point guard. Tom, Bro. you can't be serious. <laughs> I would have been cooler with him starting D Rose. It would have made more sense to me. At least he's you had been two a starting guys. Guard. You have two point guards playing potentially better than Kemba Walker. The solution is there. It's starting neither of them. That's what Thibodeau says. <laughs> Derrick Rose and quickly again. This is why I'm like, okay, go ahead and bench quick, uh, Kemba. You got potentially better options. Yeah, more consistent options. Options with less knee problems, which is shocking that Derrick Rose is in a list like that. Right. But it's like, seriously, you have two point guards and the most selfish fucking guard on the team is who's starting at point guard. Who's not a point guard. <laughs> Dude, Alec Burks, Alec Burks, I've watched him play for a good amount of years. He's been around, he's been on a lot of teams. Yeah. One of the most selfish guards in the league, no question. Yeah. He's scoring and he gets now, put in the but, game to do that. Yeah, that's his game. Yeah. But to start him, that's the guy who, who's starting off on Steph Curry. Or, again, keep it in, in your conference, that's the guy who's going to be battling Kyle Lowry for seven games. No shot. That's the guy who's battling, hell, Marcus Smart for seven games. Bro, Lonzo Ball is exposing him for seven games. A hundred percent. 1,000 – Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been trashed the last month, will get yeah, right back trash. on track going against him. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, to me, is the bizarre move that you, you made, a, like, a solid potential coaching move. Again, from a defensive guy, completely understand. And then you completely blow up the team chemistry by doing that. And the thing is, man, the defensive scheme he has out there, And I know he's a defensive expert, but like I don't see, I don't see how Kimba's lack of size can't be at least managed. Like they made it seem like it definitely could be, but yeah, and they make it seem like it's impossible for Kimba to check any guard out there, and that's not, it's not true at all. When you have two, I would probably say top ten 
shot blockers on your team when Noel and Mitchell Robinson are both really, really good shot blockers. And you just act like Kimba just can't stay in front of anybody, so we're just going to lose every game. I'd rather lose the games with Kimba than lose them. We've been losing them yeah. with Alec Burks. I mean, first of all, Kemba staying in front of people has never been a problem for Kemba. Right. Like he's he's always to me been just too small. Mm-hmm. So in in watching the Knicks, I'm not Tom Thibodeau. I don't, you are you aren't either. But th- their defensive trouble was not like primarily Kemba Walker. Right. Exactly. That's that's where the shocking thing to me, like your point, your po- finger pointing is. To, single thing but you didn't fix any of the big problems exactly you've given up layups like that's not Kemba's not helping you you're giving up threes you're not really getting turnovers like that's not a taking Kemba out of the rotation doesn't fix that I'm not sure if taking Kemba out of the rotation fixed anything they didn't fix anything at all they're losing more and Randall is taking more bad shots. That's the part I just do not understand why Tim doesn't see that. All right. Yeah, man, I, I'm why with Tim you. Tim doesn't see it. I understand he can't get benched, but you're just you're letting him just run wild with the shot selection. Yeah. And it's hurting the, the role players. Like, quickly, the last several games that I've noticed – even when he plays well, he doesn't have the same impact he had last year. No, he doesn't. Because he, he can't. Had like Thirty yesterday, and still didn't feel right. He can't like keep the ball for long stretches because Randall's just doing the KD thing. Randall's all over the court. Term. Why doesn't Randall have like a spot? Like even Jason Tatum, who can play all over the court, goes to the same like mid wing short corner kind of spot every single time down court and then works his way somewhere else. Randall is just all over the place. One play Randall's at the top of the key. Next time he's in the corner. Next time he's on the wing. Next time he brings the ball up court. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Again, you're getting better as a scorer, but you're taking less good shots. <laughs> like you're taking exactly. more tough guys are there more often yet. You're supposed to be a better scorer. Right. So the, the thing is, they think they're going to trade Kemba. So my question for you is, can Kemba be somebody's Patty Mills? No. You think Kemba's shot? He can, he can come in and help a number of teams, but the problem is you can't rely on him for anything. Right. And, then, you know, I, injuries, I don't want to blame it on him, but Nothing he's done the last three to four years since getting to Boston, he hasn't been reliable at anything. Right. He hasn't been reliable to stay on the court. Hasn't been reliable to be the best or second best offensive option. Hasn't been reliable to be a playmaker. I mean, I just, it's, it's tough to see where he fits in and takes somebody's job. He was only in Boston for one year. Two, I think it couldn't have been one. It had to be two. Kyrie's been on the Nets for this is his second year, right? No, this is no, third. this is third. This third. is third. So yeah, Kemba was there two years though, because he was right after Kyrie. 
So, but I hope I'm wrong, man. I I do hope there is like a perfect situation that he could go and, and stay on the court and consistently play well. I think he could be a good six man somewhere. I don't know if it, like you said, you can't rely on him to be like an elite scorer like Patty, but um, I think he can't really think of somebody. Maybe DJ Augustine or something like that. Um, man, that's <laughs> that's that's depressing that Kemba's gone from fucking potential Kyrie Irving guy to potential DJ Augustine guy. <laughs> nah, seriously though, man. Like the league, the league does not wait. It does not. Uh, it, it goes by, man. It moves right by if you're not ready. If you're not adjusting yeah. constantly. I, I just said DJ Augustine because I can't think of somebody else, but like no, I got maybe <laughs> never mind. It just, it just gets more disrespectful, but I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. But you remember when like Norris Cole was like actually good for the Heat? No, I got you, yeah. <laughs> he would come in and just like all of a sudden he'd hit four threes, he'd get three really big steals and then you know he'd be out in the yeah. fourth quarter i mean similar to what chalmers did for them too it's the same kind of like contribution yeah but without starting i don't think he was right. to start again so. okay i got another question for you these are all questions i had for you um <laughs> the hawks Do the Hawks need to blow it up? And by blow it up, I don't mean Trey or John Collins. Like, do the Hawks need to trade everybody else? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Absolutely not, first of all. Let me just answer the question. Absolutely not. I'll I'll just tell you what I heard from, uh, uh, who was it? Bill Simmons, right? He said that he thinks that the Hawks are a are dying for a three for one trade, as in like, you know, they want to trade four of their guys and go for one superstar to be to finish their big three. He thinks that they're a team that's primed for that. Do you do you agree with that? No, not at all. Okay. Um, this is what I don't like this trend in the league of of any time there's like there's play style issues that the roster we got to fucking adjust the roster uh-huh it's it's bizarre that a team with a roster that good whose record has improved the last 10 games from the the 10 games before that yeah big time i, I know their seating is still like maybe maybe they're close to the play in they might I still think they be are looking. 10. Yeah, I think they're Yeah, 10. so they're, like, they're on the verge of a playing spot. So mm-hmm. they're not like, you know, they're not the fucking Rockets or Detroit. If their record was right. that bad or the Pelicans, yeah. then, then we could have a serious conversation. Mm-hmm. But they had a bad, like, two, three-week stretch where they didn't want to defend anybody, and they just thought Trey Young could just win games by himself. Yeah. Put, and, plus, and they're is, in the mix with good teams. 
Charlotte, Boston are all right, right next yeah. to them. The Eastern Conference has had a very strong start, I think, to the year. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. even the bad teams are starting to win a lot more now. But yeah, the play style is, again, like I mentioned, Trey Young has to win the games by himself. Right. I'm not – what am I looking at? The fucking OKC – the Russ OKC Thunder? Right. Like, this team has such a talent, and I watched them get blown out, like, a while ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, why is Trey Young the only option for the last several minutes? It's bad. I'm looking at – Gallinari's a guy who's who could get 20. Mm-hmm. Collins is a t- – 20 to 30 point guy. Yeah. A lot of their wings and guards could get off. Yeah. And yet barely anybody, but Trey young is even touching the ball. Right. And that to me was the biggest thing. Uh, seeing some of their wins the last couple weeks, I'm looking at the box scores and it's spread out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting involved. That's where the wins are coming from. When, when it's balanced, when, we're flexing how good this roster is. Yeah. The the need for Trey Young to be Steph Curry, like they they have to they have to get out of that. And I really hope they do. And I hope they notice that they need to get out of that. Yeah. And, and they just don't have the personnel. Even if they wanted to do that, they don't have the personnel to make that happen. Not right now. Yeah. Yeah. You because know? part of what made Steph so dangerous is having clay i mean at the when the, at the time that there were championship contenders part of what made him was saying oh if we don't guard steph we're gonna lose if we guard steph too hard we're gonna lose and the hawks don't have that yeah you could double tray and you probably beat the hawks but so, so yeah man i i, I want to see and i'm okay with they lose this way but i just want to see like the shots get distributed. Yeah. You know, like Hunter's getting some shots. If Reddish is playing, he's getting shots. Like these, these shouldn't be guys who just stand and wait for somebody to create for them. Right. All night, you know? So, yeah. But, but for Trey Young himself, I do think we mentioned with Kemba how he doesn't get beat. Mm-hmm. Trey Young does get beat. He's he the. He's the worst side of what we talked about with Kemba defensively. He doesn't make people work. He just gives up. He's out there to like hide behind the good defensive players on his team. So as far as the playoffs go, that's really going to kill them, I think. But And like I said that the Knicks should be doing, they don't mind Capella getting four blocks a game from those situations. Collins gets a couple of blocks. Uh, yeah. Gorgie Jane comes out there and gets some blocks. You know, they they know because he doesn't stay in front of the guy, they're going to be ready for the help side block. So, and teams- but the idea that this team needs to make a, a like a major roster move is mm-hmm. ludicrous. Okay. To me, at least to me, I mean, maybe at the maybe at the All Star break, if they're still like a ten seed. Yeah, because then we have a much bigger sample size of them not playing well, not winning consistently. But a quarter of the way of the season, they're starting to figure it out, and we're giving up on the team. That's way too early. It would depend, it would, like big time, depend what was out there. 
But I, they don't need to do it, but I think they should. I think they should. I think they should blow it up. Well, you've you've been a little more skeptical of some of their uh, wing pieces than me, so I can see that. And I love the Hawks, man. I love this team. I was rooting for them all last year. But it it just seems like – I think part of the reason that they have to go to that trade needs to save us every night is because the guys they do have just aren't given consistent – given any consistency. But they gotta touch the ball a lot <laughs> to be consistent. Yeah, you look at they, a team. You look at a team like Dallas. Like look at a team like Dallas that had to play. That still has the problem of like only playing through Luca. Yeah. But the team, the guys have gotten the consistent touches long enough to now they're reliable in the things they've been doing for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Finney Smith, kind of. Yeah, like. Like you, you have to put Reddish in a in a position to excel at something, right? Like Bogdanovich, he has to be in a position to excel at something. A lot of times, because they're kind of playing through Trey randomly, these yeah. guys just have to be high IQ, great all the time, and that's an unfair expectation, I think. That's true. That's true. Um, I I just sometimes think they have too many volume shooters. Because I do think that pretty much all their guards are volume shooters, every last one of them. Yeah, that's not a good formula. Yeah, so I I think that... Even Huerta is getting away from being just like a specialist. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. That would be my only issue. So if they were to do something to go get someone who is a, you know, come out soon as he puts his jersey on, he's hot kind of guy. I would I would understand it because the one thing they don't have is just like all of those guys need at least four shots to start like actually getting their fingers warm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Speaking of the Mavericks, what are the Mavericks' options now? Like, what do you think the Mavericks should do to salvage this roster to swing it to being a contender? Like what do you what stage do you think they're in or like what what should they be doing? You know, it's funny. I'm really upset because I I asked one thing of Luca in the offseason and he didn't do it. <laughs> the one fucking thing I asked. They said Luca drinks dude. four cups of sweet tea in the locker room every game. Like Are you serious? Where did yeah. you hear that? <laughs> Oh my God! If this is true, let's just let's just ride with the fact that that because I can see shit like that. It said he he gets sweet tea in the locker room instead of Gatorade. Like he demands it. That's one of his demands. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem right there. First of all, <laughs> okay, what is he doing? Def- de- demanding fucking McDonald's drinks. <laughs> <laughs> like that's some shit you get at McDonald's on a late night like trip. He's drinking yeah. that shit before a game. Bro, practice and it's in the locker room. So practice and game. Luca keeps it on tap. That is that is utter insanity. Yeah, man. I guess they don't have it over there. I just like I don't understand these guys. These guys who all they're missing from their game is just like their their 
their body, you know? And they're millionaires. They're not millionaires. Are working nine to fives, like have to pay for a trainer. You're a millionaire. The team provides a trainer if you want it. You can get one of these celebrity trainers. I just saw a video of Michael B. Jordan working working out with a trainer. Like, bro, get a trainer. Now, and now, (laughs) like, just meals and just the way cooking has become. Yeah. You're not like just to eat healthy, you don't have to eat disgusting shit. No, you don't. Like, there's so many good options. There's so many good ways to still get the things you like and eat healthy. Yeah, it is, yeah. Especially, like you said, when when you're a millionaire. You can (laughs) have anything you want. It's hard for regular people, but for millionaires, you can have whatever you want, man. Exactly. I mean, it's shocking to me that, like, again, (laughs) two weeks into the season, or three weeks into the season, they're like, yeah, you know, Luca's not in shape. That was the fucking problem last year. Yeah. Nobody fucking, nobody monitored him over the summer. Mark Cuban, you know, it's your team. You fucking sit on the bench every game. You didn't, you didn't keep in touch with Luca over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Luca, you know, what you doing in the off season? Like what you drinking? You know, you take care of that. That conversation never happened. There's a place in Texas called Chicken Express. <laughs> I remember from middle school. Yeah, I tell you, man, <laughs> sweet tea is banging, though. I, I mean, <laughs> dude, dude, somebody I'm so took like, Luca this listen, chicken express. Listen. He's going crazy. <laughs> I'm not mad at his addiction because I'm a huge soda guy. Even when I was like in playing days and wanted to lose weight, I struggled to cut out soda every time. Yeah. yeah. But like, like you said, this is an organization with people who get paid, who are employed specifically to keep an eye on things like this. And nutritionists, employed nutritionists. Three weeks in, three weeks in, oh, Luca's out of shape. Jason Kidd, you couldn't tell that in fucking training camp? <laughs> I mean, what you can see him when training he camp. Yeah, no. Nah, to to stick with your point on what is Dallas? They're fucked. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas is getting to this purgatory moment yep. where Luca, you decide what we we gave you the keys to our franchise. You didn't take that shit seriously, but we didn't pay attention to that aspect because we're stupid. Right. right now, you got to deal with the consequences of that. I'll tell you when I realized it was really bad. A few games Luca missed, Porzingis looked amazing. I, I know. Porzingis came out with like 25 and 13. I know. Four blocks. Getting four shots assists. everywhere. <laughs> I was like, just, bro. Just all types. Everybody setting him up. He's setting everybody up. I'm like, He looks like Garnett out there. <laughs> like, bro, he was going crazy. He's getting, he's getting co-signs from fucking Anthony, uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Talking yeah. about he's the one guy, like defensive guy, I fear instead of go bear. Like, I'm like, dude, why do we not see this? Like I said, that's when I realized they're in bad shape because if Luca has to be out for Porzingis to play like he he's the unicorn again, like you know why they're yeah. in bad shape? Did you hear the story with Dennis Smith Jr.? Uh yeah. And- Potentially that messy ass situation. 
Yeah. yeah. First of all, again, obviously there's no, especially now looking back, anybody on planet fucking earth would have wanted Donovan. Yeah. Uh, but hindsight, of course, is always gonna. But again, if that. if the if the rumors about Carlisle's behavior towards Smith are true, which I'm starting to think more and more that they are, mm-hmm. that kills the the potential culture that they had in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like that, not that it kills it because it it shows you that it was never as elite as they make it seem, right. So, and to me now, if your culture was suspect with Carlisle, you downgraded a coach. (laughs) Your roster has been the fucking same. If I'm scouting your roster, I got, what, four years, three years? Since Luca got there, I could watch any fucking game and scout you. So, Cuban has always kept pretty much the same roster until guys, he runs the guys all the way until they retire. Yeah, but now we know your limitations. We know you're not good oh, yeah. enough. Right. When you're not good, so, it looks worse. You're right. Like you said, where do they go? This is a team who's who wants to make moves to be contenders. Yeah. But they're just they're they're approaching what Portland's been stuck in for years. It is worse because like what I said about Porzingis, it's a little worse than Portland because you have a guy that can perform that isn't performing. That's what's kind of scary because, like, why isn't Porzingis getting 25 and 13 every night? And just I mean, because I, I honestly, there are other players there. I agree. Like, but to me, I wouldn't, I don't even want to compare it too much to Portland. It's just the the purgatory of it is the, oh, the comparison yeah. to me. Yeah. Obviously, it's different based on players, just the certain things in the franchise. But mm-hmm. again, with Dallas, like now we know you're not good enough. We know, like you're not an enticing place for for guys to go to. No, not with not Dallas. Luca like such a diva too. Exactly, you're not an your play style is not an enticing place for like a a potential second superstar to come to. Right. So, you're not an ideal situation. You're. You're go- only going to spend the next year or two getting worse. Mm-hmm. And now you, you've already set the, the precedent for Luca running the franchise. Now you have to live in, with that. Right. You're not getting out of that. What are you now going to tell him to get in shape? He'll fucking scoff and tell you to fuck off. <laughs> As he should, because right. he, out of shape, he's carried the fucking franchise. And you've put him – I don't understand why you would put him in the position or why you would put yourself in the position to be that out of options when things get tough. Yeah. I mean, from again, from a guy who's been around the business who knows how this shit works. Yeah. But so I, I guess he – maybe they trusted Luca in certain ways that I didn't. But if I'm not trusting him and I'm seeing it, from a fan's perspective, you should know better. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was that was the biggest thing to me. That as soon as they said he's out of shape, I'm like, wow. I guess obvious things are news now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sweet team, man. 
Signet Express. Cr- I didn't hear that. That's so crazy. I'll send you the article. Hey, Shout man, out to Texas. Chicken Express, man. That's some good chicken tenders. <laughs> Get you some sweet tea. Hey, I haven't been there in a long time. But that place is so good. Hey, man, yeah. Texas is not a good place for a guy uh, trying to manage his diet. Oh, I think they got Raisin Cane's out there, too. <laughs> I've heard oh, of that place. Speaking of, um, since we're on the topic of managing weight, New Orleans has a problem of managing (laughs) weight, apparently, as well. Huge problem. No pun intended. Uh, Zion (laughs) just got a shot in his foot. Going to be out at least another month. At least. Probably two months, but at least another month. And I Added to the time he was already going to be out. And when the, initially when it was like a week or two ago, they said that he's still feeling pain in the foot. Yeah, that's why he needed the uh, shot. At me. I, was, I was even before. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, he's not coming back anytime soon. Right. Uh, but <sighs> I mean, with the with his weight management thing, it's it's an entirely different conversation. But why didn't they see that? Like. I've gained a ton of weight since I was 17. Like, everyone gains weight after they turn 20. Like, it's, that's like a normal thing. So it's like, would they think he was going to lose weight immediately? Like, just by getting older? No. It works the opposite way. And obviously, he wasn't staying in, you know, exercising like he should have been. He probably never has. You know what this brings me back to? We, we've talked about this a lot off air and a couple times on the podcast. Uh, LeBron has really, like, ruined the league in this way mm-hmm. where it's become a very star-driven league. And, and stars have started controlling, like, so many decisions that, like we talked about with Luka, they're controlling whole franchises upon arrival yeah. Uh, at 19, LeBron didn't arrive. Well, LeBron's a bad example. Mm-hmm. But, like, these guys arrive, even when they turn into star players, they're not given the keys to the kingdom immediately. Right. LeBron Luka wasn't. got hit. Even LeBron wasn't. Right. Kobe wasn't. I mean, you know, Mike. Mike was just because he was so good, so good, so fast. But and the Bulls were so bad before he got there. Yeah, the cocaine circus and shit. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's just shocking to me. Luca arrives. He's he gets like two triple doubles. He's running our franchise forever. Right? Huh? <laughs> I'm looking at it like Zion arrives. He doesn't even step on the fucking court. We're building a fucking team around him. It wanted to give him rookie of the year for playing 15 games. It's like, you know, I mean, that's that's what they were. That's the kind of like, stuff they were throwing out. And, and the Pelicans, the, the, I wouldn't qualify them as a good franchise by any stretch. Mm-mm. But the, like they embraced Zion like their franchise's sunrise and sun rises and sets with him. And they. They may not be a good franchise, but they have very experienced front office. Everyone in the front you office would assume, is experienced. You would yeah. assume, but when every every like stupid, not experienced, kind of basic basketball fan 
was telling you, yo, man, this Zion looking kind of heavy. I don't know basketball. Like, this is the like the direct quote from fucking any basketball fan who's like not that serious. Yeah. You know, I don't know basketball that well, but like, you know, you're not gonna be able to run around like to jump around at that weight all the time like that. Right. The most yeah. basic fundamental understanding of the game from people who don't really understand the game. Right. But the organization that drafted him apparently didn't get that. Yeah. Bizarre. Weird. And and they and they don't want to tell us. That's that's what's pissing me off is they don't want to throw him under the bus confirming that he needs to manage his weight. But we saw the 2K commercial with Zion where he looks like he takes up the entire couch. He looks fucking heavy. Him and uh, Levine and Mountain Dew and um, it might be a Mountain Dew commercial, but it's one of them in 2K. Yeah. I mean, he looks huge. He, he looks, he looks wider. He looks so much wider. Like, that's what I used to love yeah. about him before is he gets to high school from Duke. He looks yeah. more swole. He gets mm-hmm. from Duke to New Orleans. He looks more swole. He yeah. gets hurt in the summer. He comes back. He looks just fucking thicker. Yeah. For a guy who was thick enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like telling Dwight. It's like telling Dwight to get bigger shoulders. Like, yo, you're good, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Bizarre, but again, this 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 is making me think. Similar to Luca, Zion went through the whole fucking off season. There's no way you kept in touch with him consistently. No, there's no way. Yeah, and this is the guy who's running your front. Who your the future of your franchise depends on him. You traded everything else in, in your franchise. Dude, if my business depends on you, I'm talking to you at a minimum of, like, I'm getting in touch with you daily. Yeah. For a fucking, like, nights, basic... Ch- we're spending nights at least in the same neighborhood. Like I know. Yeah, you get a house know, next to me. I just don't know what these teams expect. Not You should figure out your star player then everything else comes after that. Yeah. And they're moving. I don't know what they're doing. These two Dallas and New Orleans, I couldn't tell you what they're doing over the next two years, but it's not going to look good. Let me ask you this. Would you trade Brandon Ingram for Ben Simmons? No. Okay. Because I, I, Ingram still has a long way to go, I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I could be like the, the Tatum mistake where, you know, three years ago I was like, man, Tatum could still get way better. And then three years later, Tatum is the exact same with yeah. just a couple of like bigger scoring games. Yeah. But to me, Ingram, I still believe has a lot more growth. And the team Fair fucking enough. sucks. The team fucking sucks anyway. What is like, what are we getting Simmons for? There's no reason to get him. I'd I'd rather keep Ingram. He could even if we suck, Ingram puts fans in the seats. Yeah. At least a ben couple. Would, too, would he with that roster? <laughs> he might. I don't know. Without Zion out. Maybe with Zion out there, maybe. Zion's coming back eventually. So Yeah, in 2022. 
Ben Ingram in Philly would be fire. You think Ingram Zion's playing this OD. year? Huh? You think Zion's touching the court this year? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Really? I think he's going to be ugly, but I think he's going to be out there, yeah. We, I'll I, I'm willing to bet some right now he won't. You think by all-star break, they're just going to say, just forget it? Out for the season. Oh, another <laughs> setback. Whatever. Da, 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 he's out for the season. I don't – I'm not confident enough in him playing for me to put any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, you're on the same page as me. That's good to hear. <laughs> I think I think he will, and I think he'll come back and be trash, and then maybe they sit him back out. But I don't think they just refuse to put him out there. If they, if they play him and he looks bad, that's going to ruin – that's going to ruin their, like, this potential idea that they're, like, taking care of him to me. I, I don't put that past them, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> they're obviously not taking care of him already. It's clear. Oh, there you. <laughs> like, uh, like a week ago, I, I saw something where it's – Oh, he like he got like a new nutritionalist. So I'm like, yo, you're too fucking late. Right, a new one. What, happened to <laughs> what are you getting one? a new one now? I don't give a shit now. Right. I need you to be in shape in fucking October. Right. They'd be like, oh, you can't run with a fucking like messed up foot. I don't want to hear none of that bullshit. Right. These okay. motherfuckers got gravity treadmills. I don't want to hear nothing about. Like, oh, he's hurt. He can't get in shape. These are not normal, regular fucking L.A. fitness goers. These are professional millionaire athletes. This is the same Zion who's gotten, who Nike took care of the moment he got to Duke. Yep. So there, there should be nothing being blamed about his body management except him. Yep. All right. Last thing. Christmas Day games. We're probably not going to record before Christmas, so let's get these out of the way. Atlanta versus the Knicks. We taking Atlanta? I'm taking the Knicks. You taking the Knicks? Yeah. Against Atlanta on Christmas? Yeah. Are they playing in New York? Oh, they're going to they're going to blow us off the court. In the garden. Trey's going to go crazy. All right. If they let Trey go crazy, uh, then yeah, I'm gonna look pretty fucking stupid. But <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Alec Burks will wake up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even. I don't think I've seen a full game with him starting at the one, but I really don't want to. No, you probably haven't seen it because they were able to be turned off by the second quarter. They do take him out. I saw a game. He was in there. He got snatched quick. I don't think he was a starter yet at that point, but he shouldn't be a starter. Anyway, what's, what what's the, the second game? That was the Nets game, right? That uh, Randall had the stupid foul at the end. Yeah, bitched about the refs Fournier after. to come in and hit the big shot, and they, we still blew it. Yeah, because it was James Johnson. But yeah. Anyway, Celtics Bucks. I haven't seen the Bucks have their full roster. I don't think. No, they're like five and zero with their full roster. Yeah. So. Uh, but. They should be. They should be full by then. 
I'm going to take the Bucks because obviously they're more reliable, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised at all if the Celtics won this game. They've. I'm going to give the Celtics a little bit of credit. We were very negative about them uh, around that time. They needed to have the meeting and all the questions with Brown and Tatum. They've been mm-hmm. playing much better last like, playing- since we've talked about that. Yeah, they've been playing much better. Yeah, yeah. And Schroeder has not. I'm, there's nothing to get into as far as like our opinion on them as a as a whole. But right. like Tatum has been better. Some of the problems they've had, they've worked on. Schroeder has been fitting in a lot better too, better than he was. Yeah. Um, Warrior Suns. Clay is back by Christmas. They, that's what they said. So I'm picking. I'm taking Warriors on that one. He's playing. That's what this they're is, saying. He's going to be back. But if if it's his first game, this is in Golden State. Uh, in Phoenix. No, sh- why would you play him in? Fe- nah, nah, I mean, he probably won't. But I don't know uh, if it's his first game. I just heard. Um, who said that? Richard Jefferson said he was going to be back by Christmas. By the Christmas Day game, so I don't know. Mm. If it was Not a Golden State, I, I think that would that would kind of sway me a little bit more. But I'm actually going to take Phoenix. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn I mean, and this, LA. Both of those teams have been playing incredible basketball, by the way. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Brooklyn, LA. Yeah. Lakers. Hmm. This is a road game, by the way. Is Kyrie playing in this one? Yeah. Oof. That's a good one. I'm taking it's, Brooklyn. It's so hard. You're taking Brooklyn? Yeah. That's a Blow smart out. pick. That's a smart pick, and I don't even like how Brooklyn plays. The Lakers, man. Oh, God. Lakes should be back as fucking, well. They are such a fucking headache, dude. The Lakers are... They're like, they're figuring out what they need to do to be better, and at the same time are sucking in the same ways they've been sucking. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Brooklyn too. Why does KD um, KD get forty easy? Oh yeah. Why does uh, Kyle Kuzma care that they're gonna trade Taylor Horton Tucker? He's done. He's done nothing for them. Huh? Yeah, Horton Tucker's been some shit. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, it, I saw the report saying the Lakers are seeing who wants him, and then Kuzma came out of nowhere, like uh, just kind of snapping on the media and the Lakers for even offering him up. So I don't listen, know. It's just random. Listen, Wizards players should get off the. F- get off of fucking social media and lock it into fucking practice. That's what they should do. I don't know what the fuck Kuzma's doing worried about other teams free agency moves, but there's a lot of fucking problems in DC right now that he needs to worry about. Like maybe getting a fucking stop once in a while. Yeah, you're right. Excuse me. Excuse me. I slipped, slipped into my fan mode. we've talked about like watching a a live game together potentially like as a podcast episode couldn't be a wizards game i still haven't seen them play on tv at all 
the way they're fucking playing, we shouldn't. I just saw KCP's sacking the full moment. Oh my god! You guys play Kispert a lot, a lot more than I thought you would. He's he's better than I thought, actually. Yeah, he's he's better than I thought too. I just I didn't think he was ever going to get a chance to even show us, which is cool. yeah. But we're we've had like guys kind of missing time every now and then, but yeah, I'll save the whisk. When the Wizards, like, officially slip out of the playoffs and the, the bad play becomes, like, disaster level, yeah, we'll talk about him. Bradley Beal got the fresh cut. I saw. Surprised. Uh, last no, one I is Mavericks. I don't know what the fuck he's getting haircuts for. Sorry. Mavericks and Jazz. Oh, Jazz. No question. Easy. Easy one. Yeah, the Jazz – not sure if Jazz Luka's gonna even going to be back for that. Oh, either way, either way, I'd take that, uh, Utah. But the Jazz, man, like, they're not going to get hype around winning a lot of games like the Warriors and Suns will, but they're going to win a lot of games. They're so comfortable being – it's not going to matter, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not going to change my perception of them, but – they're very comfortable with who they are. They have a very distinct play style. And Donovan's healthy. Danny Ainge, shake it up, please. Please shake it up. Actually, um, shout out to Rudy Gay because I saw a couple of games. He played pretty well coming off the bench. I was surprised. They're doing the same. Again, it's the same shit as usual. They space it out for either Donovan or whoever the one elite score that's out there is. Yeah. Uh, and guys, like, again, Rudy Gay is a vet, so he knows how to play. Yeah. Even Whiteside has been in the league a long time. He knows how to play. Yeah. Pas- that's Pascal's one thing, like an exciting guy, so. That's the one thing I think that this year, the, you know, the additions of the bench players, I, I guess I underestimated how important it would be. Whiteside, Rudy, and Pascal—they don't use Pascal that much, but um, Whiteside and Rudy have come in and really made impact for them off the bench. I was, and I'm really surprised. Now, I guess I—I I mean, I know they're good players, good enough players to make an impact, but I didn't think that they'd have like any winning shares, and then they definitely do. That's all. I will say if if Utah does manage to take the one seed uh donovan it's time to start introducing donovan into mvp talks yeah because he's sure. been playing at an mvp level the last while yep. it's just hard to notice with steph and kd what they're yeah, doing and it's, it's tough when the rest of his team plays good every night I, th- I think that's one thing that that's the other thing yeah yeah he loses it because like Bogdanovich will get 27 one night. That's, that's the biggest reason why KD is shot up so fast. Yep. Because yep. it's been so solo act. Donovan's had help every night, pretty much. If, if the Jazz, for some reason, went down with COVID and Donovan was the one left, he'd probably average 35 a night, and everyone would be saying he's MVP. But For sure. Yeah. All right. Um. I think that's enough for today. Well, I got some more topics for us for next time, but um, we can call it for for now. You got anything else to touch on? 
No, nah, we'll else? be back, man. We'll uh, we'll get into some teams a little bit more in depth. We've got got a good taste of how some teams look. A lot more positive stuff next time because we were pretty negative basketball wise today. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were. And football will be well, not quite be talking about the playoffs yet, but uh, probably a little more about. I'm I'm where curious are, how the teams are. Yeah, with football, I'm curious if the extra game will like will have like a weird kind of unique impact on the standings to close the year. Mm, it might. You know what I mean? I'm I'm yeah. wondering how that would look. Yeah, it, it might. That's a good point. Good point. Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to us, follow us, all that good stuff. We'll see you guys next time.